Hello, and welcome to a winter-fresh episode of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts, Jon Snow, and I have lost... Oh, wait, no. I am Donald Weigel. Sometimes I get confused with Jon Snow. And I have lost over 100 pounds. And with me, as always, is the wonderful and talented... Cersei Lannister! <laughs> no! Oh, I say no, because then people will be like, it's, it's her, I can tell by her accent and her copious wine drinking. Just as thin and half as nice, it's my wife. <laughs> wow, it's Catherine Weigel. I'm about to be a quarter as nice. I'm a quarter as nice, but I'm half as heavy. Um... I've lost about 153 pounds. Wow. Top of the morning to you. I mean, you. seriously, like, I, I know I say wow, like, every time you say it, every week, but it's still pretty amazing. It's still pretty cool, I yeah. must say. It's pretty cool. Hi, this is We Only Look Thin. It sure um, is. We are not Jon Snow. We are not Cersei Lannister, but we are two inspiring and uh, wonderful hosts, and here we are today to talk about the freshness of winter. Yes, and uh, why are we talking about characters from Game of Thrones, you might ask? And some of you might be asking, who the heck are Jon Snow and Cersei Lannister? Because we don't listen to Game of Thrones. We don't listen to Game of Thrones. We don't watch Game of Thrones. We don't read the books Game of Thrones. We don't do any of those throne game things. It's an Aesop's fable. Fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be mixing metaphors today because that's what we do. That is what we so, do. It's kind of our thing. Uh, we are doing this. We are talking about it because winter is coming. Winter is coming. Yeah. Uh, but before winter comes, we're coming to the tip of the week. Tow! Tow! <laughs> we're going to break this up into three delightful segments for you. We're going to do the tip of the week. We're going to talk about winter and its many forms. It's not just winter. Spoiler alert. No. And then we're going to finish off with the product of the week. Pow! Pow! Do you want to start us Product of the week. Off with, or should I come up with it? I'll do the tip of the week. How about that? I thought we were both going to do it. Okay, let's say it all at the same time. <laughs> so look at your calendars, everybody. No matter where in the world you are, whether you're in Perth, Australia, or Peoria, Illinois. Or Adelaide, Australia, or uh, other places in Australia. Other places, <laughs> we're just naming names. Wherever you are, Halloween is coming. And... We can't do that. Oh, yeah. we're no, sued. we're going to get sued by HBO. Um, Halloween is coming. Now... Is Halloween, like, a season, like, summer? Can you say, like, Halloween is, like, winter? No. Or well, is it a day? Although like, I kind of wish it was, but no. But it's, like, literally on the calendar, it's a day. It's the last October... time I checked, it was Rocktober 31st. It is October 31st. You see what I did there? Because, like, October kind of rhymes with rock, and, like, it's, like, Rocktober. Woo! We're gonna Rocktober. So if you have ever gone into a convenience store, say in July, mm -hmm. Halloween stuff is out already on the shelves. Yeah. They're prepping you. They're getting you ready. And you get your, your candy corns. Yeah, spooky, scary skeletons it's, with candy corns. And uh, any anything you want has, like, butter. Butter has, like, it's like Halloween butter. They put, like, a little ghost <laughs> on it. And they're like, it's festive. It's Halloween yeah. butter. How, how fun. But Pumpkin it's butter. It's July. Yeah. It's July, and it's August, and it's September. And you start, because you got to plan for the future, right? Yeah. Why are we so willing to plan for Halloween, but not for our actual futures? Yeah, we'll get right. to that yeah. in part two of I this like, episode. I like how you're tying it together. But, like, 
we are like, oh, we got to get the Halloween colored Skittles. If we don't get right. the Halloween colored Skittles. They're in, limited edition. They're little, you know what they're limited to? My mouth the day yeah. that I get them home in September. And then you have to go. You've been there. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, you've done this. You bought the two pounds of candy for the trick-or-treaters. For the trick-or-treaters, yeah. You don't and, want and to guess disappoint what? the children. Come Halloween, you've got a half a pound left, maybe, if you're lucky. No. Or you've eaten the entire two-pound bag, and you've gone back to the store and gotten another two-pound bag, and then you've eaten that one. For the kids. For the kids. And you don't want to disappoint the kids. And then yeah. you wonder to yourself, you say to yourself, self, how have I gotten myself into this situation, you say to yourself? Turns out you picked them up with your hands, and yeah. then you put them in your mouth. So the tip of the week is that if you're eating Halloween candy and it's not October 31st, you're just eating candy. You're just eating candy. It all goes to the same place. And I, at one point, when I did a great job of gaining weight, uh, someone, <laughs> You were someone, really good at it. I was so you good. You were a champion oh, at it. Um, someone gave me a two-pound box of C's chocolate um, for Christmas. Such a wonderful gift. And I thought to myself... So giving. You know, I should eat it quickly so that it's all gone. So then I can start my weight loss journey. Yeah. I didn't do that. I just ate it and then I just kept eating it. And the whole... I told myself it was going to be a weight loss adventure. Yeah. But it, like, just don't bring candy into your house that you like. Like, Halloween's going to happen. There's going to be candy. No one has ever run out of candy, like, <laughs> in the world. Yeah, the, the, there's, like, an entire aisle at the supermarket for candy. And like, like, a whole aisle. But, like, you can't meal prep, but you can buy five pounds of Snickers three months in advance of Halloween. And yeah, you like, got to be ready. Oh, no, it's probably going to go bad by then. I should just eat it now. I don't want the kids to have rotten Snickers. Or, or the, I better eat it all so I get it out of the house uh, I loophole. Have, I yeah. have done that, and then I'll start fresh tomorrow. So I've said this before, uh, but in Weight Watchers, one of the best things that I learned from Weight Watchers was do not bring the devil home with you. And you know what your devils are like i could work in a twizzler factory and never gain a pound because it is not yeah. food to me yeah i'm not like you know gummy bears are not going to uh push me over the edge into madness but like a bag of twix might just yeah. do it and so here's the thing we're i've said this before look in the mirror you're a grown-up if you're listening to this you're a grown-up and do not bring your favorite candy into the house and tell yourself it is for trick-or-treaters. Uh, we do not get trick-or-treaters. Um, so yeah. <laughs> for us to buy candy, it is straight up for us. It's for the trick-or-treaters that, that, that we don't get. That we don't get. But um, we actually talked about this in our accountability group uh, and on our Facebook page, asked people what they would get. Many people are not a big fan of the gummies and the, the, the Swedish fish. And the, yeah, or the the candy corns. The candy. Well, some people are a big fan of the some candy Some people corns. like all these things. I'm just saying. Like, I know. If, but you're, like, if you're not a fan, if there's like a candy you're not a fan of, that's probably the buy, one you should bring home. Buy that one. You couldn't, like, if you gave me five pounds of Laffy Taffy, you would oh, still have yeah. five pounds of Laffy Taffy. Like, that's yeah. not food. Um, someone else suggested buying uh, toothbrushes for the kids. I'm afraid that I you think would get egged. Yeah, your house is going to get egged if you do that. However, it might be worth a little house egging to save yourself the grief yeah, of like, like eating a two-pound bag of Hershey's miniatures. And, I mean, and you can be ridiculous and get like little plastic spider rings and other junk like that. 
you can Google what else to get except uh, aside from candy. But if you're the kind of person that is going to set yourself up for failure by buying pounds and pounds of candy, just don't do it. How about don't? I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to build it up. Oh, sorry. But it's like, you know, you're just setting, like all the... All the things we set ourselves up for failure. I actually bought a single um, Reese's peanut butter cup shaped like a pumpkin in September. Yeah, I think it was. And I I was like, Donald, I am buying one for you. I am buying one for me. I recognize there was a pumpkin on it. I'm only getting it because it is a single. And then you basically (laughs) forced me to eat it like immediately so it wouldn't be sitting around so you would eat two of them. (laughs) No, I seriously just bought it for you. We can talk about this later. We can roll the the tape and see what happens. But I was like, I recognize it has a pumpkin. It is not... Halloween. Right. I am not it giving it the yeah. power of it Halloween. It was, wasn't even October yet. I am not invoking Halloween right now. So uh, don't bring it home with you. Don't bring it home with you. Donald, what do you say? I say that is our tip of the week. Pow! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to spell. No. So don't do it. Clearly. Tip like, of the week number two, learn how to spell. And if you have it in the house, get it out of your house. There's yeah. more candy. And not by eating it. Don't get it no, out of your no, house no, no, by no. eating it. Okay, I think we've uh, we've beaten that in the house. But so, there's a lot of preparation that goes along with Halloween, isn't there? Yes, People there sure are willing is. to invest time and energy. Some people decorate for Halloween. Are we those kinds of people? Yes, very much so. Do we plan ahead? We do. We decorated like the day before October started. Yeah, it was a little... Our neighbors kind of turned their nose down at us a yeah, little bit but they they literally yelled at us for starting a day early yeah but <laughs> <laughs> i mean just in fun we just threw rotten laffy taffy at them mm. um but we're going to talk about uh the coming winter yeah and we're talking to you people in the southern hemisphere too who are like but spring is upon us guess what winter is still coming yeah so um there may be some minor Game of Thrones spoilers ahead, so warning. If if you've waited this long to watch Game of Thrones, that's pro- on that's on you. Probably it's on you, but there are some potential Game of Thrones spoilers coming. So, since like the first episode of that show, which started in the late 1970s, I think. <laughs> um, Jimmy Carter was uh, yeah, a young Jimmy Carter was uh, still farming peanuts, and um, peanut butter is coming. <laughs> I just did a Jimmy Carter. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh my god, that was the funniest thing ever. Um, Jimmy Carter was our American president. I apologize if I laughed too hard into the microphone, but I was not expecting a Jimmy Carter impression in uh, to come up on the, in the 70s. podcast. And uh, anyway, they've been talking about winter coming since the uh, first episode of that show, and. Uh, you know, most of the older characters on the show are like, oh, yeah, we got to get ready for winter. And most of the younger characters are like, ah, winter's down the road. But here's the thing. But it's it's geographical, too. The closer you are to, uh, to, to the north, to the wall, like, and you see White Walkers, which might come in the form of powdered donuts. We're tying it into weight loss. <laughs> like, you see the powdered... Oh, white, oh, white Walkers are powdered donuts. I like it. Um, but, like... The people who have seen, you know, the damage that the White Walkers cause are like, oh, it's coming and we are in danger. And the people who are in the White South, Walkers are basically zombies. Zombies who are coming to kill everybody. Yeah. Uh, but they're also powdered donuts. Right. Um, but the people who live in the in the in the southern climate, it's nice and it's nice and warm. Everyone's wearing shorts and flip flops and Westeros. Yeah. Um, as as you do. Uh, they're like, bah, we don't have to worry about that. Like, we're gonna have to worry about that later. So 
we lived in Westeros in our 20s. We yeah, thought we to sure ourselves, did. bah. <laughs> yeah, we were like, ah, oh, winter is so long away. So far away. So we ate all the food. This ties also into Aesop's fables. Um, and the uh, the ant and the gra- grasshopper. Uh, so it, it's sort of like the, the so ants or the... Aesop was a guy who wrote fables about animals that did stuff. But did you know that the animals were people? No. It's true. So it was Soylent Green. It was also people. <laughs> <laughs> How many calories in Soylent Green? <laughs> so we're, we're bringing so we're... up Jimmy Carter peanut jokes and Soylent Green. It's great. Okay, so, okay, so we're kind of doing a... A Game of Thrones slash Aesop's Fable mashup, which has never been done before. This is what you come, the phrase that pays. The phrase that Um, pays. But basically, there are people who plan for the future, and there are people who do not plan for the future. And there are people who who think that the future is just always this, whatever it is, the future is 10 years ahead. So when I was in my 20s, I thought old was in my 30s, and in my 30s, I thought it was my 40s, and and so on. And now so I'm in my on. 40s, and I think it's old. Now, no, but I no, think I don't. It's always like 10 years older than you, or 20 right. years older than you, is always old. And yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'll take care of it when I'm in my 60s. I'll I'll get to it then. But we did that in our 20s, and we did that into our 30s. We where, sure did. And we've talked before about. Uh, Sowing the Seeds of Grub and uh, 365 Surprises. There's so many great episodes of this podcast. So we've, many We've great talked episodes. about it all before. We're just rehashing it. I feel like you should, uh, after you finish this episode, go back and listen to all of them over again. That's a great idea. Under a yeah. new username so we get more, yeah. more credits. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's our first tip of the day. It burns calories. But it's always a mirage in front of you. You're... Planning for your future, planting, planning for winter is always, it's kind of ephemeral. Like you can't really imagine winter actually coming. Right. Unless and you've you're always, seen it. You know, kicking the can down the road is another expression people like to use. You know, let's not deal with it now. We'll borrow from the future to pay for today. Right. And, uh, and everything will, you know, the future will figure itself out eventually. Well, and I was listening to a podcast the other day uh, that interviewed a woman named Helene Olin who wrote the book Pound Fool. Uh, but it's about money. It's about but, money. But pound is also about weight. Yeah. So, um, but she actually talked about um, our inability to empathize with our future selves, and she spoke uh, briefly about how people who um, have their brain waves tested in MRI machines, and they are shown pictures of strangers. And their brain reacts a certain way. They're shown pictures of loved ones and their brains, a different part of their brain reacts to that. If they are shown sort of aged pictures of themselves, the part of their brain that recognizes a stranger and someone that they don't really care about, it's the same part of the brain. You don't empathize with your future self because it doesn't seem real to you. Yeah, people tend to care about their future selves in the same way they care about strangers, which is not much. Which is none. (laughs) Because it is hard to empathize with that. Like if, if someone calls you today and says, you know, oh, I have, you know, I have a problem and I need help and it is my family member and I love them, you're ready to help them. But, you know, if it's your future self of 10 to 15 20 years you're like ah they'll be fine they'll figure it out and it's this it's again this sort of distant mirage we distance ourselves from our future selves which is why we don't invest which is why we don't get our health our health under control yeah and and you know 
we've mentioned it a, a couple of times already, but we were interviewed by a blogger who, um, you know, told us that you just can't sell prevention, and here we are trying to sell it again. But um, I had gotten to a point, and I've mentioned this many, many times, I had gotten to a point where I, I just gave up. I just decided I was going to eat whatever I wanted, and I had been struggling and quote-unquote not enjoying myself uh, for many years, and I just decided I was going to eat as much as I wanted and not exercise, and I was just going to get you know, however heavy I got, I was just going to be okay with that. And I just keep buying bigger clothes. And then winter showed up in the form of a diabetes diagnosis. Wait, but winter is, is 10 years down the road. Winter is, is coming in season eight, not in season two. Winter came, winter came right away. It came earlier than expected. And, uh, you know, my, my doctor reminded me or not reminded me, told me of serious health consequences that were going to hit me and hit me hard if I didn't get it together. And, um, that was my wake up call. And, you know, I would love it if, if somebody out there listening, maybe it's you would, would not wait until, the winter comes and try and do some things now to prevent winter from showing up. Well, and uh, winter is showing up. What if that was the, they tried a couple of different things. Try to try to put some storm windows Winter's up on its now. Way. Try to but put some plastic on the insides it, of your. In terms of being literal as yeah. a child, and actually going back to the Aesop's fable of the ants and the grasshopper, um, it, the story goes that uh, it's summertime and a grasshopper is lounging uh, in the grass playing a fiddle, mm, and a, a bunch of ants uh, are gathering grain and seed for winter and the grasshopper kind of laughs at them and is like what are you doing and they're like we're planning ahead and he thinks it's foolish because it's a beautiful day and they should just enjoy themselves and um, turns out winter came in the form of winter uh in which <laughs> it actually there you know was snow yeah. and the ants winter is not always a metaphor sometimes no, it's, it's actually actual a winter. season of winter but uh you know it goes that the ants were prepared for winter and the grasshopper had no uh had had not put any reserves aside and uh but they took pity on him and, and gave him some grain i actually don't remember how it ended uh but i can't remember if the the ants like huddle inside with all their food and laugh at the grasshopper <laughs> as it freezes to death. I feel like or maybe that was in the grim version. They the end up letting tales. the grasshopper in to share their stuff. They did and but or something. But in remember. life, like you can't share someone's diabetes. Like when right. Donald was like, I have diabetes, I couldn't be like, here, have some grain <laughs> in this form of winter. But it, you know, so going back to Winterfell uh, and uh, Game of Thrones, like, I used to think of winter as a literal, like, oh, you're planning for your retirement. You are planning for a rainy day or a winter day. And it it seemed like this distant time that you could actually look at a calendar and say, oh, I won't be old for another 30 years. Winter will not come. It is October. It's not going to come until December. And you see it as uh, something in the distance that you still have time to plan for. But it turns out that winter comes in many forms in our lives. And we actually have no idea when it is going to hit, how is it, how it's going to strike, or how we're going to deal with it. And that can be 
you know, it can be in the form of a diabetes diagnosis like Donald. It can be a family crisis. An, an injury of some kind that, uh, that you know, knocks you off course and, and knocks you out of your routine and Literally, causes, you to, yeah, causes you to gain a lot of weight because you're extra sedentary. Well, and I know three people right now with twisted ankle, broken foot, yeah situations where it's like you're just going along and i mean you almost tripped the other day like yeah i sure did and uh you know but it can be a job loss it can be a car accident uh it could be divorce or we actually had a power outage yeah we had a power outage and we ended up having to spend um uh, two and a half days well two nights really in a hotel um it was you know like a hundred and hit like 115 degrees or something like that here and uh we could not stay in the in our place without air conditioning um and in the past, it would have been an excuse to just eat all the snacks. Like, and it would have been like, oh, we need to find a place to stay. But first, let's go to 7-Eleven and buy five sleeves of Lorna Dune and a Slurpee and hot dogs yeah, and, and pizza. find some Girl Scouts because we need a bunch of their cookies to get us through this troubling time. And, you know, because we had been practicing good habits, um, well, I hate to say good or bad, because we had been practicing helpful habits, um, we were able to, um, we went to a restaurant, we went to a couple of restaurants, there was a Mediterranean restaurant um, close by that had calories on the menu, and we were able to maintain our, our calorie goals by eating a sensible meal, a couple of sensible meals at the same place, actually. Um, and, and we were ready for that, and we didn't go reeling into junk food madness. Well, and I think that is the big thing. It's that, you know, we brought up a lot of, of situations like divorce, divorces, earthquakes. There was a really bad hurricane on the East Coast recently, and, and a lot of people were displaced. Um, we don't know what form it's going to take, so... How like how do you go about preventing or you know preparing for something that you don't know what form it's going to take? And this is really boring, but like Donald said, it's sustainable habits and mindset that you have in place that get you through. Yeah, you you build a foundation of of habits that over time are are going to work for you, and then when winter comes, it's just these things are already a part of your life, and you know break them down into their smaller forms. Um, one of the things that is a problem for a lot of people, including me, is thinking of the entire goal right away. Um, you know, it's the, are you, do you have a hundred pounds to lose? Like that just seems like an insurmountable goal. But what if you, you know, tell yourself, okay, I'm going to lose one pound a month. And a year later, you're down 10 pounds or 12 pounds. And you know, five years after that, suddenly you're down 60 pounds. Like, you know, break it down into a small, um, manageable goal that you can achieve without being overwhelmed by the, the greater goal. Well, and for me, it's about the habits that I have in place. You know, we walk our daughter to school. We park in the farthest spot at the grocery store. Um, we walk to the Starbucks. Like it started with just walking places instead of driving. And now uh, we get 
you know, I'm up to almost 18,000 steps today uh, because I actually went on a purposeful walk, which and, is great. And you did meal prepping earlier today. And we we went to the grocery store and um, bought things that we know are going to get us through the next week or two. If, if something comes up and we can't meal prep on the weekend, I have planned in such a way that I have pre-prepared meals that I know can get yeah, me through. I've got frozen meals. I've got lean cuisines. Like, I'm still... I, I've got shelf-stable meals. I found these... Uh, uh, these, you know, a bunch of different things. Shelf stable. Um, that means you don't need to refrigerate it, by the way. Um, shelf stable, like Indian food. Shelf stable fruit cups, like all kinds of things that I can just grab and go if I have an issue. Well, and I think you know, for me, the structure of counting calories and having my Fitbit are, and I've, we've said this before, um, but they are my anchor habits. I track my calories, I get in steps, and it becomes second it's become second nature to me now. So even in a crisis, it feels if like we're displaced and we can't walk, it feels really weird not to be able to walk. Like it, yeah, it feels sure. like I'm missing something really big. And it feels better to be in that position where maybe I only get a 4 or 5,000 step day than it would have been to, you know, drive into 7-Eleven and get, you know, 5,000 calories worth of snacks and then just tuck in for four days while we wait for the power to come back on. And there's still tendencies. Like, I still oh, yeah. want all the things. Like, I'm, I had a sleeve, like a miniature sleeve of Oreos, like a single serving pack at the Hampton Inn or wherever it was we stayed when the power was out. But it, like, it, that feels like a crazy decadence instead of the jumbo Costco pack of Costco, you know, of, of Oreos that I would have bought in the past. Yeah, and and winter may come in a lot of forms, just not even an emergency or a crisis, not a health problem, not not a power outage, not a natural disaster, but um, not even just, you know, age catching up to one. But I, earlier in the week, I have for the last couple of years, I work on movies and TV shows. Um, a lot of times I have a job that requires me to be on set and I'm doing a lot of walking, but... For the last couple of years, I've had primarily a desk job, and I'm sitting all the time and in an office, and um, earlier in the week, I was surprised with having to go out to a location, and um, it was a, a large house at the top of a giant hill, and there was nowhere to park near it. There just, there just wasn't. The street was too narrow. They needed rooms to, uh, room to get trucks in and out. I had to park at the very bottom of this hill, and... You mean you got to I got park. to park at the very bottom <laughs> of the hill. I ended up having to walk up and down this thing three times. And if anybody's got a Fitbit, um, this this hill was 20 floors um, itself. Like my Fitbit counted it as 20 floors. I ended up I ended up getting to walk up it. I was going to say having to having to walk up it three different times. And three years ago, I don't think I could have done it. And I would have been unable to basically do my job, or I would have. It would have taken me, you know, a long, long time to get up there, and I would have had to stop many times getting up and down. And you would have been sweaty and yeah, angry and out of breath. would have been a disaster. Breath. And, you know, I don't want to, like, be Roger and be like, hey, you've got to lift a refrigerator off of somebody and run two miles to get their medicine. But I was very happy that when the need arose, because I've been doing all this walking and because I've been walking up and down stairs at my office all this time, that walking up the hill didn't kill me. It wasn't easy, but I was able to do it. 
Well, and there was uh, another podcast that we listened to, uh, Happier in Hollywood. Uh, the the host of the show has a treadmill desk, and she is the producer and writer of a new TV show, and she was saying that she never gets on her treadmill desk at work. Um, and But she was also in a different segment talking about how happy she was that she got the executive parking spot right outside the building. And it's like... Maybe you should try to park further away. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what to do. It's a mystery to us all. And it's like, park far away. Yeah. And then you're getting in some steps and go to your car a couple times a day. So it's just, you know, I mean. <laughs> I can't remember if I've already talked about this on the podcast. So if I have, forgive me. But um, on the, the job I'm on right now, they've got a bit of a parking situation in the building that I'm in. Is that and like a broccoli situation? Yes, a, a frozen broccoli situation. And they were, um, they wanted to put people in this parking lot down the street and have them walk up. And so our production assistants have to drive in and out all the time. So I volunteered to go to the parking lot down the street and secretly to myself, I'm thinking I get to walk down the street and, and like get steps built into my day. And everybody was like, he's so brave. Such a good guy. He's practically a hero <laughs> giving up his parking spot for those poor production <laughs> assistants. And I'm internally going like, I want to park down the street because I get know. those steps. Yeah, now everyone knows. But it's true. Like, you know, it seems natural to us now because we've been doing it for a few years. It does not feel natural to practice self-care at first. It does not feel natural to not bring trigger foods home with you. And, like, we still have people who are shocked that, like, I ate the entire, you know, 12-pack of avocados that I brought home with me. What do I do? It's like, don't bring them home with you. Like, go back to the beginning of the episode where we said, don't bring the trigger foods home with you. Because we still can't. Like, people think, like, people have said, like, oh, well, you could have whatever you want. And it's like, I would still do that. No, no. There were, I had this big debate with myself um, at target yesterday because i was thinking about bringing home a bag of reese's uh miniatures um peanut butter cups and um then remembered you've that, been so good <laughs> then remembered i only look thin and i probably couldn't eat just a couple of them and would probably eat the whole bag instead of being responsible and, and decided not to do it well and going back to the the reason for the season of winter yes winter is, is coming the you know i mean we talk about things that happen in life that we can't control or predict. And that can be you, that you can take that one of two ways. Either, well, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen, so I'll just deal with it when it comes. Or you can put small habits in place that will at least set you up for greater success when something unexpected does happen. We get derailed. We have family crises. We have work crises. Like I had a terrible work day on Thursday. Terrible, terrible. I'm and, sorry. And I did not turn to food. And everything I wanted to do was to turn to food. And then I was like, you know better. It's not going to make the problem go away. And yeah. it was kind of annoying to know that and be like, all right, I guess I won't eat food to solve my problems. But, you know, there's there's work stuff. There's sort of, um, you know, emotionally in the moment, things that are tough. But we are all getting older. You are never going to be younger than you are at this very moment. And we can put the pressure on the 
ourselves in 10 years to make the change. Or we can do it when we are at our absolute youngest, which is right now. Right now. And, or right now. You know. And now it's right now. <laughs> when I was 30, I told myself I wished I had I had done something when I was 20. When I was 40, I said I wished I had done it when I was 30. And now I'm going to be 50 pretty soon. And mm-hmm. I can actually tell myself, you know what? I, I went ahead and did it. And... And I'm going to keep doing it, and I'm grateful for what I've done rather than re- being regretful. And I know you can do the same thing. Well, and um, we had mentioned the author, Helene Olin, earlier. She talked about managing people who don't have 401ks at age 40. And she asks her clients, which would you prefer, to not have a 401k today or to not have a 401k in 10 years from now. Like, do you want to be the person that doesn't do it now or the person that doesn't do it at 50? And when you sort of look at it that way, it's like, I'd rather try to fix this now than wait for myself in 10 years to manage the problem. And, you know, she also talked about debt being, you know, if someone has $50,000 in debt, it seems insurmountable. But if you think, well, can you pay off $100 a month? Like, okay, I can do $100 a month. Okay, can you get a thousand steps a day? Can you close your kitchen at 8 p.m. every night? Can you stop yourself from bringing home Nutella? Like, yeah, those can, are things you can do. Can you buy a few prepackaged things instead of, you know, eating out all the time at work? So there are small things that you can put in place. I decided to put bigger building blocks in place. I count my calories. I count my steps. Those are steps that I took to ensure that I made progress. And that is why I have lost 100 pounds and have maintained that weight loss for the last three years. I've lost 150 or some total. But like putting those things in place just takes the guesswork out. And I am grateful to the me of a few years ago who was depressed and sad and overwhelmed to be brave enough. Like, you've got to be brave to really face all this. Yeah, like, you've got to sure. be brave to face your diabetes and, and your depression, which I suffer from. And, and then Don also suffers from it because <laughs> I suffer from it. Um, but, you know, to just push past it is really a feat unto itself. And winter is going to come for us all. And, you know... We have said this before, like, I can't take that step for you. I can't force you to make the good choice. I can't force you to not buy the costco size Nutella bucket. Like, you've got to do that for yourself, and you've got to love yourself enough and love your future self enough to actually practice some self-care. And you can be Jon Snow instead of Cersei Lannister. Who would you want to be? Like, who do you actually like on that show? Oh, I'd want to be Jon Snow for sure. You'd want to be Jon Snow? Oh, yeah. I mean, who's cooler than Jon Snow? Yeah. I mean, you know, Mother of Dragons, maybe. Nah, I don't know. She's a little bossy. Yeah. She reminds me of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Look in the mirror. She would have good barbecue, though. All right. Do we... Uh, yeah, she would have good barbecue. Uh, oh, that was a good question, though, you had. Maybe we can ask our listeners. What was your uh, Google question of the day? I have no idea what you're talking about. Would you rather be able to breathe underwater? Or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the... Yeah. Would you rather have the power of uh, of being uh, resistant to fire or being fireproof or being able to breathe underwater? And I, I chose breathe underwater and Catherine ch- took uh, fireproof. I don't want to be underwater because those are like sharks and like... You know, know what? I feel like it would be really Google... cool to breathe underwater. All right, people, if you want to like never eat again, Google goblin shark. 
Oh, yeah. That's all I'm telling you to do is to Google a goblin shark. All right. Uh, I feel like we're going way off the rails, and we still have to do the product of the week. How? How? Uh, yeah, hi. We're going to talk about product of the week uh, and not goblin. The product of the week is goblin <laughs> shark. <laughs> the week is goblin shark. So um, this may seem uh, controversial and non-eco-friendly, but it is people-friendly. It and, is people-friendly. And people with weight issues friendly. And that is single serving in unexpected ways. Yes. Such as and including the mayonnaises. Yeah, I've talked about this uh, several times, but uh, I had a mayonnaise problem, and I had trouble um, not only controlling myself around mayonnaise, but it, measuring it and weighing it. It's about... Yeah, it's about... I'd say, oh, that's about a tablespoon, and then I actually would, you know, uh, later on weigh it, and I'd go like, oh, boy, I was putting way more than a tablespoon on so I now get these uh, single-serving mayonnaise packets. Um, they're 70 calories a piece, and I am—I know it, it's such a an annoying thing to open another packet. Like, and I'm being serious here. That's yeah, it's a barrier. For it's sure. a barrier that I open one and I use it, and when it's gone, I know it's 70 calories, and I'm done. Well, and I think for uh, for people who do not have weight issues. Um, some people might say, but Mother Earth. I think if you looked around your kitchen and your home, you would find many other ways that you are wasting plastic <laughs> and space. Not to say that the Earth isn't an important, no, and wonderful and, thing. And look, Shout out to Mother Earth. Yeah, but sometimes um, I, I've been forced to make a choice. You know, I'm somebody who, who didn't went years and years without using a plastic water bottle, a single-use single water bottle. But um, I, I know that I am not the kind of person that control myself around mayonnaise, and I have chosen to, to make this a more important issue for me, and that is to eat, you know, use the single-serving so that I'm not drowning myself in mayonnaise. And I used to drown myself in Prosecco. Mm. Um, not actually, but I, <laughs> I uh, because I can breathe under fire. I can't yeah, remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not the power you chose. But like, you know, beer comes in a single serving unto itself. But wine, wine's a whole bottle. You got to finish yeah. off the bottle. It'd be wrong. You don't want to waste. You don't want to waste it. But I buy uh, occasionally single serving uh, sparkling wines. Or maybe a single serving of uh, Chardonnay or something like that. And it allows me an indulgence without, like, having a whole bottle that I need to go through. Because then it's the loophole of, like, well, I don't want to waste it. And is it, you know, like, the best quality in the entire world? Like, no. Like, a cup of wine is not, like, you know, premium. But if you just want a little bit of champagne or you want a glass of wine and you don't want to get yourself into a situation where you're going for a second glass and a third glass, single serving is very helpful. Is it more expensive? Yes, it is more expensive. <laughs> but that also is a barrier because if, if one little thing of Prosecco is $5, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll just buy one. I'm not going to buy more than that. So knowing yourself and knowing what you can control yourself around and what you can't, um, I would not buy single serving Snickers bars and keep them on hand because yeah. that is just, I'd want to eat all those. But yeah, unless you like literally get one of them. 
Um, th- this is bordering on becoming a tip of the week, but I will um, I will keep just a few beers in the apartment, but I will only put one in the refrigerator at a time because I like my beer really cold, and it. so if I have one, then I know it's going to take hours for the next one to get cold, then I stop at one. Yeah, and so knowing yourself, knowing what your triggers are, knowing if you're the kind of person who wants you know, a tuna salad sandwich for lunch, and then just being like, well, it got a, you know, half a cup of mayo should be good. That can't be too bad. It's basically like, you know, water. All of those calories add, add up. And we've talked about it before. You know, if you do an extra 100 calories a day times seven days, that's 700 calories. Like, blah, that's blah, good blah. math. That it, is solid math. It is solid math. But, you know, we've talked about it. And just with one choice, like over scooping your mayonnaise every day for for 365 days can be like 18 pounds of unaccounted weight that you could put on without even really paying attention. So having something that's single serving that suits you and like on a final point on that, you are a grown up and maybe you will hurt your, you know, your best friend uh feeling or your best friend's feelings who were like, "Oh, you're, you know, mother earth and you're wasting whatever." You are fighting for your life right now. Like, and if you need something that is going to be convenient to you, that is going to help you stick to your goals, like, no one is, you know, banning single-serving mayo packets in the world. Like, the straw thing is happening uh, in America right now where they're they're canceling out uh, using straws. But, like, so you use a mayo packet once a week. It's going to be fine. Like, Mother Earth will will go on... um, I'm sure we're going to get some strongly worded letters from very <laughs> many people. Strong. But this is a weight loss podcast, not an environmental podcast. But you, like, we are grownups, and we've got to figure out how to hustle and make this work for ourselves. So that is my that is my position. So I'm 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 on team single serving uh, best foods mayonnaise. Yes, that's a difficult team name to say, but we're having T-shirts printed, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have them for sale on the website. The SS Mayo. <laughs> Sail on the ship, SS Mayo. So what do we learn today? We learned don't bring the devil home with you because if you're eating Halloween candy in September, you're just eating candy. You're just eating candy. We learned that winter is coming in many, many forms. We learned that grasshoppers are also coming. Grasshoppers <laughs> are coming. Ants are, are making grasshoppers freeze to death. Yeah. All kinds of things. Uh, and we learned that single-serving containers can be a good way to... Uh, control yourself and uh, control your calories so if you would like more control in your life why don't you join us on facebook and 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 control things that you say on facebook such as and including Catherine and donald are great yes and uh you can also uh find us on twitter at we only look thin and instagram at we only look thin you do a wonderful job on our instagram page thank you um, and if you uh, would like to email us a question, you can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Um, and uh, if you would do us a favor, we do this podcast for free. We do it for the love of, uh, of the game, so to speak. Um, if you could go to iTunes and uh, give us a review and a little rating. Um, constructive criticism is nice, but five what star. If, what if someone was just like, worth every penny? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but five star reviews are uh, are even better and they really help us out a lot and we appreciate it so if you have a white walker coming to you in the form of a powdered donut or a, a powdered jelly filled <laughs> donut or 
some sort of foot problem where you're limping. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is going great, everyone. Just remember that even if we stumble over our ending credits, that Donald and I are an, an inspiration, Asian, Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.